Droppe Gaming. Droppe Gaming. Droppe Gaming. Droppe Gaming. Hello, welcome to Droppe Gaming episode 35. <laughs> <laughs> That's this how we is, do it. This is the beginning of the, of end. the greatest. It's the beginning of the greatest episode of all time. Uh, and that's not just because it's a dick fest. <sighs> okay, so I <laughs> I am the host. I don't know why I said that. I am the host. My name is Matt. If you don't know me by now, uh, welcome. Please don't leave. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joined by my brother, the ever uh, comic relief member of the show, <laughs> Lucas. Hello there, everybody. Uh, yeah, see? <laughs> I was tempted to go... Uh, 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 this is a fucking connection. disaster. Uh, Tim is also with us. G'day. G'day. Uh, we have no Susie this week, unfortunately. But, you know, that happens. <laughs> it's pretty rare for us to have a full cast, actually. But, um, well, you know, it's not just Susie that we don't have this week. We also don't have a plan. So, <laughs> um, we're going to start... tell him that bit, man. <laughs> oh, well. Yeah, that's uh, internal secret only. Sorry, I don't have the plan where it's written down. Don't say that we don't have a plan. <laughs> that was the only uh... thing we put on the topic. <laughs> <laughs> I, shared a, I shared a Google Doc just to say that. So, first, we're going to start talking about what we've been playing because... I got my Xbox working again. It, it was resurrected from the red ring of death somehow. I just plugged it in and it worked. So I guess I'm just magic. <laughs> it must uh, be past the uh, warranty date. And it's just like, oh, well, I can work again now. Yeah, it's a 20 gig Xbox 360, so I'm surprised <laughs> it fucking works. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I think I can like sell that back to Microsoft. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the Bicentennial Man robot. They're like, please, we need to have it back so we know why. <laughs> <laughs> so it never happens again. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, uh, wow, this is the worst fucking podcast ever. <laughs> I'm just laughing. Let's hope uh, so. So I've been playing Super Meat Boy. I bought Super Meat Boy, Fez, and Toy Soldiers Cold War, all XBLA games. Uh, and they're fun as Super Meat Boy is incredibly frustrating but I'm realizing that I love that shit so it's good that's helpful you know that game would be suited perfectly for iOS really how would you control it uh yeah tilting your iPad oh really <laughs> and touching God. the screen to jump I don't know <laughs> maybe you reckon you get so fingers <laughs> playing that game imagine if you had to use your whole arm people would seriously crack themselves in the face in anger. <laughs> People would smash their fucking... Apple would love it. I'm surprised they would <laughs> like them to make that shit. Uh, uh, so that's what I've been playing. I also played... I don't know what else. Oh, Pinball Arcade on my Vita. That's pretty fun. Metal Gear Solid on my Vita is Metal Gear Solid on a really small screen. <laughs> As you can imagine. It's not well suited for the small screen, but you can cross-save, like transfer your save to your PS3 version of the game, the HD collection. So uh, I suppose if your PS3 is your main 
place to play it and then just like on a bus you play it some more on the Vita. I don't know about using the Vita as the sole place to play it though. It's just a hard game to play with a small screen because you have to have a lot of, um, I don't know, like sensitive control while you're sneaking around and stuff like that. And it's super frustrating if you sneak and then you fuck up because the analog sticks are Vita sticks, not PS3 sticks. Not to say that they're not good, but they are nothing compared to the sensitivity and control you have from an actual controller. So, yes. Anyone else been playing things? I've had a bit of a light week, I suppose. Um, I haven't touched the console at all. Um, and I haven't even really played anything on the PC this week. It's been a very light on week, but I did play, um, uh, I think it's pronounced um, Carcassonne, Carcassonne, something like that. It's actually a French town, but um, the it's a board game strategy building type game on um, the iOS. And I played uh, with a couple of um, iPads connected, and it was interesting. I'd, I'd never actually played the game before, and uh, on on either board game or on a, an electrical device, and I I really liked it. I got into it pretty much straight away. Uh, it's very simple, um, but you know challenging at the same time. Uh, if if you don't know anything about it and you want me to talk about it, then I'll do that. But. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a good game. It's worth looking up, and I think it was about eleven bucks on uh, on the iStore, whatever they call that thing nowadays. App Store. Um, yep, the App Store. That's the one. These kids and their crazy names for things um, <laughs> that completely relate to exactly what they are. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. I mean, what's a car by any other name? It'd still be a car. Um, anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, I remember yeah, Shakespeare saying that just the other day. Yeah, yeah. I think it was on. Um, they covered it on uh, Mad as Hell. I, I think the actual yeah, line was a, a Tirana by any, any other name. Yeah, it would still be yeah, shitty. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, you you also were complaining earlier when I was at your place about how awesome the Skylanders little portal is for your kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it chews through batteries like there's no tomorrow. Um, so I think Activision the... signed a deal with Duracell on that one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, I actually <laughs> had my – the reason I was complaining about it was because we'd had our Energizer rechargeables charging over the last couple of days and um, had a, a, you know, a good bank of fully charged batteries ready to go. And they are quite old, granted, but they only lasted probably a couple of hours of gameplay before I needed to get more batteries. So they go through them faster than you can charge them. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, but you can't plug it in. There's no external cable connection or anything. So it can only run wirelessly off of three AAA batteries or AA batteries, sorry. So yeah. And it's ridiculous that they use three as well because you, know, you can't... Well, you could buy a six pack, I suppose, but nearly everything else comes in uh, in uh, you know, multiple than three. Yeah, very ridiculous. 
your kids were also telling me that they're up to what sixteen Skylander toys now. So um, Activision really saw you fucking coming, didn't they? <laughs> <laughs> oh, and surprisingly, they never sent us any. <laughs> you had to pay for them all, so they really yeah. did see you coming. Exactly, that's right. No, but it's funny. I mean, you know, it's you can almost use them as a bribing tool for kids. You know, they're only 10 bucks, so if the kids are good, I'll get you a Skylander. It's the parenting um, portal. If you're bad, I'm going to belt right. you with the fucking portal. Exactly. Oh, That's right. I'm going to stab you with Elf Slinger's bloody little jab-jab sword he's got. I don't know. That. Was that English? Uh, no, it's kid. <laughs> Kiddish. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Fair enough. Tim, have you been playing anything? I've been... Apart from... Apart from sorry. Uh, no, I was going to say apart from, and then I realised that's what you've been playing. <laughs> Battlefield 3. <laughs> I am getting back into Battlefield 3 after a very long break and a hiatus. Um, we used to play on Hardcore, and some of the behaviour in Hardcore in the community is probably not ideal, but... We met up with a whole bunch of folks, and they play core. And I guess because there's a kill cam, i.e., if you get shot and and killed, you know, it'll show you a video of of the person who shot you. You can't camp at all, uh, or you can't, you know, like it's clear if you're spawn camping, etc. And so there's a lot less foul play, I guess. Um, and I really like that. So been really getting into that. Close quarters. Well, I guess premium came out. And I had a little bit of a think of, of that. And at first I thought, look, it is a lot of money. But I guess... 4,000 Microsoft points, yeah, right? Y- yes. What is that? That's like... About $80. $66, yeah, I think. Yeah, $60, $70 or something. And I know that it's less in other regions, blah, blah, blah. And yep, all that aside, look, um, you know, playing core again and just the normal the normal maps, etc. I just really enjoy... Dice's design and their assets are not, they're not, it's not just geometry, you know what I mean? There's destruction mapping all over the place and, you know, you really can bring down buildings, etc. So, you know, I thought about how much they want to charge for the assets that they're going to be building and just how much time it's going to make, how much, how much extra time it's going to take to build those things for us. It's not just the level with buildings. I mean, and they still will have all the normal balancing problems that any multiplayer game creator will have so it's on top of that and i figured you know what yep i'm, I'm gonna pay for it so that's a personal thing i'm not gonna say it's worth it for anyone else but uh, i did pay for it as part of that you get uh, close quarters um i guess it, you get all the dlc from now on i guess so it's essentially half price dlc or yeah um or sorry yeah no that's okay i actually don't remember <laughs> what it is but you, you get a discount if you know you're gonna get all the dlc anyway then it, it's sort of a good thing yeah. to do well, it's okay. So these are the what? There's five total. Yeah. Back to Kark Hand, which has already been out for a while. Close Quarters, which is the new one. So Close Quarters is more infantry style battles, yeah. Yeah, uh, small maps, no vehicles. No vehicles, yeah. So the next one is Armored Kill, which is big maps, all vehicles. Yep. Or like lots of fucking vehicles. That's September. There's a new new tank. Yeah, there's a new tank and a few things here. Yeah. Yep, and then Aftermath which is another something. That's December. And then March 2013 is Endgame in preparation for Battlefield 4, which they actually just announced. This is good. Segue. Hey. Not to not to segue away from you. I'm just like this is a lot, nice little time to mention it. <laughs> um, Medal of Honor Warfighter 
people who buy it will get beta access for Battlefield 4. Yep. That's, I know everyone's been getting excited about that, but they did exactly the same thing with the Medal of Honor. Um, yeah, exactly. Was it 2008? And the beta, the Battlefield 3 beta wasn't for a year later. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. people are, are bitching and moaning about, oh, they've already announced Battlefield 4 and stuff. It's like, shut up. I mean, that's their business. They, they're there to make games, mm. and I'd be disappointed if they weren't working on another Battlefield or another game. You know, well, oh, shock horror. Game company announces they're working on a game. What? They just want money. Yeah, of course they do, and I want to give it to them. <laughs> Fucking, what? They're going to make me yeah. games for free, especially games of this caliber. So, oh, but yeah, hey, going on with our discussion from earlier, which, dear listeners, you didn't get to hear, it's just people wanting to be negative on the internet. You know, and you know, you know they're all going to go out and buy it. You know it. Exactly. Yeah. I heard... Uh, hold on, I don't want to say when I, I heard this. Um, Battlefield 4 beta is fall 2013. Spring 2013, which is... Whatever it's next year, yep. so basically, <laughs> the the what did I say? End game is March 2013. The the fifth DLC pack for Battlefield Three, yeah. so presumably the beta for Battlefield Four is going to start shortly after that comes out. You would think, mm. probably for an October release for Battlefield Four. So you've still got over a year to play Battlefield Three. It's been out for about a year. And since, like, close quarters is 1,200 Microsoft points. So if you're going to buy all the packs, you know, even if you got the limited edition that has Back to Car Canned, it, four at t- 1,200, that's 4,800. So you save yourself 800 Microsoft points yeah. by getting premium. And, uh, yeah, so I just got my Xbox fixed and I bought Xbox Live Gold for the first fucking time ever. I've never been on Xbox Live Gold before. So I'm buying Battlefield 3. So if you guys want to play with us on Xbox, feel free to look up our gamer tags on the staff page on the site and send us a friend request or whatever the fuck you do on Xbox. Poke me. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> tweet. Just retweet me or something. I don't know. Um, yeah, and we'll play. That'll be cool. Yes. Any, you been playing anything else? No. Nah. That's pretty much it. I oh, once in a while, because of the whole custom server thing, you, sometimes you jump in. It, it's, it's a thing. Someone wrote an interesting article this week, actually, about. Well, of course, because everybody wants to be a sensationalist, they said you know custom servers and how it's killing Battlefield Three. I wouldn't take it that far, but there are a lot of custom servers that have two hundred and three hundred percent tickets, and if you're going to commit to it, it takes freaking ages to finish around. So after I've played something like Caspian Border um, Conquest or what's uh, one of the other ones, Karg Island Conquest, which are very big maps. I mean, you know, vehicle or not, you spend a lot of time legging it around, you know, uh, and sessions can go for quite some time. So I pop in a bit of Modern Warfare 3 just to get back into that slippery, super fast you know, a kill every second kind of thing. Um, mm. And I mean, yeah. there's nothing wrong with either game. They're very, very different. But um, the good thing about some of those longer matches, if you can stomach them, is you'll get tons of ribbons and weapon XP. So sometimes, win or lose, just grab a weapon that you want to unlock something for, like a foregrip or a, a scope or something, and just use that weapon. And you pretty much be guaranteed, you know, as long as you do something with it, you'll level it up. So... Yeah, close quarters is interesting. Um, 
the maps are gorgeous, but my my big but I, I guess again is not so much about the maps themselves, but the community. Um, sometimes one or the other team will end up holding up in one area, and it just becomes the hot zone, and the rest of the map is more or less dead. Yeah, um, I've noticed that in all the battlefields, though. I think. Yeah, I mean, playing conquests, playing the big maps is a bit different, but um, close quarters being small maps, um, it's uh, yeah, uh, uh, there just seem to be these points that people want to hold, and there's no rule for you know the team that holds that point is going to win because it doesn't always happen that way. It just becomes a less interesting match for everyone. Yeah. What's that one where it's got like the alleyway in the middle? It was in the original maps in Battlefield 3 when it first came out. Marketplace. And it's, yeah, Marketplace, I think, mm. where you Something like, you'd have the, whatever the control points one, where whoever got got the one in the middle, everyone would just camp inside the little rooms in there and just fucking carve up anyone trying to come get them. The thing about that is if you take, them, you know, if you take more than half of the other conquest points, then they will bleed tickets, and you can just leave them in there. But I get what you mean because that makes for a boring match. You know what I mean? If you, oh, I always had a good good time with it, but that's because I was kind of playing it Call of Duty style, where I was <laughs> or de- deathmatch style, where I was just like, I want to get fucking kills because generally my kill ratio is fucked. <laughs> <laughs> But um, the other thing I, I did want to say about close quarters is that nobody plays the freaking cafe map or whatever it is with the officers and the cafe and shit. Like, and that's probably the best looking one, and I've never played around in it yet. I don't know, maybe there's balancing issues or some crazy shit, but I really like it. I get I got thrown into a, a server with absolutely no one in it, and so I was just sort of wandering around <laughs> looking at, <laughs> at everything and the bits of glass. <laughs> that would have been well, a good one. Hopefully, I will have Battlefield Three in the next week or two. Yeah, you're gonna we can play. you're gonna need a lot of space from that 20 gig hard drive, bro. <laughs> it's like a 2.8 gig um, uh, upgrade, multiplayer upgrade, which actually I think has close quarters in it. So what they did is they rolled out a a um, multiplayer patch for everyone, and when you buy close quarters, it's just a, a hex code, like an unlock code. Um, yeah, just to make it heaps easier for you. Yeah, absolutely. I make of that what you will. I, th- I actually think it's really clever, you know, because they released that a week or two before they actually released, you know, the early access for premium members close quarters. And it sort of gets, it spreads out everyone's download of this multiplayer patch because it's, you know, it's nothing. It's nothing important rather than having everyone go, oh, close quarters, you know, I want to play it straight away and have to wait ages because it's a huge download. So I, I thought it was quite quite clever why not it means that if, yeah. they, if they want to they can gate access to that they can say to everyone everyone's got free close quarters this weekend see if you like it you know and mm. you already have the maps so I, I hope they do that like that's that'd be super clever yeah well I don't have anything installed on my Xbox yet I mean apart from those XBLA games but I don't think even altogether they're too gig I did just install disc one of Max Payne 3 but I can delete that. <laughs> so yeah, just, yeah, you go. <laughs> I just I just install them. Big, you, like you don't have to install it, but I, from memory with the Xbox, I think installing a disc is a good idea on a game like Max Payne Three. Is it not? Like no, lowering load really, times and things like that. I never really found that it was an issue with Max Payne though. Like it's uh, it's fairly quick anyway which was pretty good. I didn't install it when I played it, so um, 
I never found myself sitting there going, come on, like I did with Deus Ex, for instance. Um, but uh, it, it will still speed things up. So you know, if you're feeling really impatient, then it's probably a good thing. I think it might be a good idea anyway, since my Xbox did have a red ring to maybe not put too much pressure on the um, the disk drive yeah, and the, the heat, etc. Mm. Yeah. You're probably right. I'm going to put a new Xbox on lay-by anyway because I, like, yeah, the slim, I want a bigger the, hard drive. Yeah, the slims are the way to go. If you can afford one of the special edition ones, you know, you get a nice paint job and uh, yeah. you get the whatever it is, 250 gig or whatever it is. And wireless. Well, yeah, and wireless. I was looking at the Star Wars one. It's It's nuts. like... It's like 460, but it comes with a Kinect. And I know I've not been a massive fan of the Kinect, but I kind of like the voice control of it. And it might be handy to have a Kinect anyway. Yeah. For some fucking reason that I haven't thought of yet. <laughs> Just in case you have some papers and it's windy. Yeah. <laughs> no, but, but you know, gold controller, R2-D2 system, and it's got a 320-gig hard drive, and it comes with, like, whatever the Kinect game is that every Kinect comes with. What is that, like, Kinect Sports or Kinect Adventures or some crap? And Star Wars Kinect, which I can, you know... I can use Kinect Adventures as a coaster. That'd be cool. <laughs> Actually, that'd be an embarrassing coaster. I won't do that. <laughs> oh, dist. <laughs> disc the disc you might be able uh, to uh, melt down the Star Wars one and make a cup so you've got a set alright so that was a terrible thing to say <laughs> I don't know why I bothered <laughs> <laughs> um, alright so now our next topic <laughs> of this massive you list so of could topics. have said that better but that's alright yeah I forgive you I even tried to set it up with a Deus Ex comment because that was only like $3.50 or $5 or whatever it was. Oh, that's the topic. <laughs> <laughs> Where were you going? I was just going to talk about the... the He's like, would you rather Android. be fat or ugly? Oh, <laughs> no, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. That's a good topic. You go, go for it. Yeah, yeah. Like a Steam... We were, okay, listeners, we were going to discuss Steam sales, but really... Everyone knows about the Steam sales. And if you haven't bought games that you've never fucking played from Steam, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> because that's the business model. Hey, look, you can get every Grand Theft Auto game ever for 15 bucks. Guess what? You're probably never going to fucking play them if you buy them. I know, I bought them. <laughs> yeah. You're probably so not going to bother downloading them in Australia anyway on our shitty bloody internet. Yeah, I didn't download them either. I bought them and then I think I downloaded San Andreas and I tried to play it with a fucking half-banged-up Xbox-wide controller. <laughs> Jesus. The fucking controller didn't map properly, so it was impossible because I was trying to ride a push bike at the beginning of the game and I was like, it just wasn't fucking working. <laughs> so then I tried keyboard and mouse and then I was like, you know what? Fuck this game. <laughs> Done. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the last of my fucking Grand Theft Auto. Um, so yeah, Ouya is a it's a new console running Android, and it's on Kickstarter, our favourite site. 
and uh, they asked for nine hundred and fifty thousand dollars to develop this new console that would be, you know, uh, offer free games and cheap games like Android phones have, but with a controller. And they've raised $5 million and they still have 21 days of their 30 days. And it plugs into a telly, doesn't it? Like it's, it's, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's like a normal console, plugs into a TV and has controllers. Discuss. <laughs> uh, look, it, it's definitely, it was on the way. Someone was going to do this. Um, I actually thought, didn't, <laughs> forgive me for absolutely not being uh, up to date with everything. Didn't Steam announce, or Valve announced Steambox? Like they're they're working on hardware. Yeah, that was uh, some time ago. Not a lot's come out since, though. No, I, I thought they would actually beat them to the punch because the whole hardware question is becoming an interesting one. I mean, you begin with Nintendo, you have Sega's birth and death in there, and you've got the birth of Sony, which leads to the birth of of Microsoft. But now, it's like there's this impression that mobile gaming and console gaming or AAA or whatever, and for that matter, PC gaming were three worlds that were very far apart. And I guess there seems to be some of a, something of a coming together in that where look at Valve starting to consider proprietary hardware and the advantages of, of having prescribed systems and a fixed system. And, the, and now you've got the ease of, well, the relative ease of coding on Android, etc., and someone making a console that will play it on a telly. And... It's, I think it's part of this massive movement towards shifting away from traditional distribution models. And I, I think something you said, Matt, too, like the cost of AAA gaming uh, development is just going through the roof. And yeah. it's, it's really becoming unsustainable. Like THQ are totally fucked. They are, there is no delicate way to put it. They are thoroughly fucked. Yeah. Did they get their well, they- one-tenth share exchange happen already? Uh, well, I haven't. I imagine if they didn't, they would be dead in the water and it would have been all over the news. Yeah. You would think. So... They're, like they're limping on, on last limbs, seriously. They're getting sued about the U-draw. Oh, God. For their being... Okay, this is what happens when I Google THQ. THQ landed with second U-draw lawsuit for accused... They've been accused of lying about products poor sales. They announced WWE 13. <laughs> Metro Last Light preview. Metro Last Light looks pretty cool. Yeah. To be it, look, yes. It, the Metro, like Metro 2233, great games, but I, they're just not going to sell the you know what's needed for THQ to survive. Sorry, so we're sort of deviating a bit. Lucas, what do you think of Ouya? Um. I don't know. I reckon it'll be interesting. Uh, it'll push the development on that system, you know, of, of uh, on the Android platform, uh, which is only going to you know enhance you know, your, your mobile gaming. There's a couple of games that they've already talked about. Um, most of them are fairly basic, though, and that's the thing. You know, I mean, they're starting from a basis where what they've currently got is you know, limited control options and, you know, basic graphic abilities and all those types of things. So, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what they can come up with, I guess, just for this specific medium. Tell you what is interesting and topical to this podcast, Matt, you could probably easily get something like Super Meat Boy running on Ouya. Do you know what I mean? Instead Mm. of them having this powerhouse of a 
of an Xbox, but they make a small game because of their budget and because of their, you know, what they can afford and how many staff they have. What yeah, if, well, that what if you had a console? You back to this. Yeah. Sorry, it brings me up, brings you back to the Steam Box idea, because I'm pretty sure Super Meat Boy is on Steam. Yes, I think yeah. it is. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I just googled Valve's Steam Box as you were talking about it, and um, there's actually there was uh, it's this Z- ZDNet, you know that site? Mm. Anyone? Oh uh, yes. Yeah. They, there's a there's an article on there and one paragraph is like but Ma- Valve may not stop with this Steambox concept it may intend Steam to be an open platform that would be the gaming equivalent on Android so because that's what I was thinking about when I was thinking about this Ouya today I was just thinking about it and I was thinking you know you could use that as a platform for Steam games possible yes but it, if Steam were just going on down their own road then maybe the next generation is going to be Steam versus Ouya and not Xbox versus PS4. Well, yeah, I think everybody's sort of looking at digital-only distribution, like, you know, the way that retail is uh, is going at the moment and just the the very quick adaption of, uh, of digital distribution. I know it's not perfect yet, but Steam is probably at the... Not probably. They're definitely yeah. at the forefront and have been for a long time. But... To uh, I'm going to get my mention in now to throw, to throw in, you know that game company and um, the incubation program. You know that's probably one of the biggest success stories of this generation, and it's about making downloadable games. You know now you don't need all the power of well actually there's some pretty awesome things happening in Flower and Journey, actually. So they, they probably do take advantage of some of the, the PS3's you know powerhouse of processing. But stuff like Minecraft is not cpu heavy you know you can run that on you could probably run that on a a middling piece of hardware easily actually i know people that do so you know what i mean like you can already buy pocket edition minecraft on on android yeah yeah so i mean that's that's basically the market that we're looking at and there's definitely a market for it look at the sort of things people are buying Mm. on on their tablets like it's sort of this one step above tablet gaming like you've got your mobile gaming which is really small screen tablet gaming which gives you a lot more space and and more detail etc and it's sort of another step above that except that you don't have to pay 550 bucks for a fucking ipad so (laughs) yeah and you have a controller which is yeah super important well, it's yeah. kind of interesting. I mean, the, the looking at the specs of the box as well. It's uh, it's by no means a, um, a a super kind of piece of electronic equipment that we have these days. Um, well, to, to give it a bit of perspective for our listeners who might not know anything about it, they are they're saying that it's going to cost ninety nine bucks, and if you pledge ninety nine dollars, they'll give you one. So that's why. Currently, thirty-three thousand people have pledged to um, pledge the ninety-nine bucks, mm. which is a good idea. So, yeah, it's like for ninety-nine bucks, how flat-out awesome is it going to be, like hardware-wise? They've actually, when you look at when you look at the lower pledges for Ouya, they're aimed at gamers. Um, when you look at the higher. Uh, Okay, from the six ninety nine onwards, they're aimed at developers, and without knowing the absolute details of how much a dev kit costs for Sony, Xbox, etc., which I imagine is a lot if you're going to make games for it, that can be a pretty interesting 
an appealing um, offer for you. But it is a gamble. I mean, it's a gamble for a market that you know exists but isn't planted on one console, you know what I mean, or one platform. So, you know, I don't know. It, it's tough. It's it's The whole thing is a gamble at the moment. It, it either is or it isn't. Like, maybe this thing will come out and freaking it will just be the bomb. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I think the other thing as well is that, you know, over the, the last couple of years, I suppose, of you, know, you can go into any toy world or you know, Toys R Us and things like that and there's there's always those um generic or, or even a uh, you know a knockoff of an Atari type system. Yeah you know, that, that plays all those kind of older kind of games and the um you know the low res and you know just a basic plug and play into your T V type thing and that's what I I hope these guys don't fall into that trap. Yeah. Um you know, some of the games look okay, but you know, if they do play like they play on a phone or on a on a uh, an iPad or, or any touch device, um, they they're going to be really hamstrung on your ability to do anything with a controller. Um, you know, it might be good for like a driving game, for instance. Um, but when you come to things like, <clears throat> excuse me, um, you know, like a shooter, like uh, Shadow Gun, which I reviewed. Uh, 12 months ago um, it's it's a game that is on rails and it has to be on rails to be able to be played right. on a console yeah um, you know, and, and the uh, sorry on a, on a um, on the iPad but uh, you know that I couldn't see that being ported across very well at all because you don't need to have a controller in your hand to be able to play that game yeah um, so unless there's been some change to the actual game and the the way they've used the controllers and those types of things, then it it might make a difference. Um, I mean, for things like uh, you know Super Meat Boy and stuff like that, would be great because it it would just enhance your ability to you know, play it on your TV. Yeah, it definitely the way that I perceive it. I guess it's definitely about the channel. Everything else about it is less important than having a channel, having a platform. Sorry, by channel, I mean distribution channel. You know, I, I imagine there's not going to be the certification process that you have with Xbox Live, you know. There's not going to be the very tricky hardware issues that you get developing for, for PS3. There's not going to be the stupendous hurdles you have to go through to make anything for Nintendo, you know. It, it is like having, you know, a, a mobile distribution channel like um like the app store or google play but having slightly more hardware to play with and a great you know and a controller i guess mm. and when yeah. you're creating games for the ouya it's one system it's not like other android yeah. games where you have to allow for 50 different models you know yeah and and you know and and that's yeah absolutely and that's been a a, def, a definite segmentation in um, the Android market where you don't know which phone is going to be popular for six months and you know if the Galaxy S3 or the Galaxy Nexus or, or the HTC whatever becomes the fastest selling phone in three months you could better make sure that your your app runs on it otherwise you get bombed with negative you know responses yeah. and, and 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 you know as an as a you know a great fan of android i i'm absolutely acknowledging that that's a problem with android you know and i understand that that's that's a hazard of using the platform i think they're yeah, getting I better talking, these days i remember talking about it with uh with ben Britton um on a much earlier podcast um and those guys uh you know they created the um the adventure book type uh 
you know, game book adventures. Games, yeah. And I mean, you know, I remember him saying that it's always a challenge with um, with Android as opposed because at the time they were trying to launch into the Android instead of you know just staying on the iOS like they had. And uh, he said that that was a major issue was that you know when you make a game for an Apple device, that's it. They don't change the operating system enough to break your game. Um, but when you do it for the Apple, you've constant. Uh, sorry, for the Android, you've constantly got to be on top of the new software and the new abilities, and yep. you know, being able to have it almost, uh, you know, like a a live back end that you can constantly change. Um, you know, you'd have to eventually, I, I guess, support a team of people just doing that as new things come out, which is a real shame. Which costs money um, and then you need to, you know, hopefully be making enough money to fund that and it can be a bit of a vicious cycle, yeah. Yeah, definitely, yeah. And, the, well, the, I don't know, the, the thing that grabbed me first, I just got to get this out of the way because it's bugging me. Um, the thing that I noticed first about this is that it's, the Ouya is just AU backwards. And I wonder where that came from. Yeah, it's... Uh, were they just being bogans? It's like, hey, you, get this. <laughs> Th- thanks, man. You, you're bringing the quality to the show. You're just a champion. <laughs> so anyway, my issue here is downloading. Um, the thing that I like about Android games is that they're like obviously digital distribution works well for Android and Steam and stuff because the majority of the stuff is small-sized, although with Steam you can get full-size games and stuff. But um, the reason I think digital distribution is not taken off as much as it could and the fact, the reason that I think the next generation of consoles from Microsoft and Sony are not going to be completely digital distribution is because, you know, bandwidth issues, bandwidth constraints... Yeah. Yes, I guess that's part of the bet of where your where your market is and what their yeah. their broadband is like. Agreed. Yeah. But even in America, like we have this image of America as like, wow, they have excellent internet. But a lot of Americans still have shitty internet. Yeah, it's very regional, isn't it? It's it's the same as here. Like you find in the in the capital cities, there's people with broadband, and everywhere else, it's fucked. But you know, with the the national broad- broadband network coming soon. I kind of feel like Australia is going to have the best internet in the world. I hope so. That, like that's per the capita. View of it. <laughs> well, per, you know, per capita. If every house is wired with fiber optic, you don't have to fuck around with a shitty DSL connection. Um, like fiber optic runs fucking fast. So, because that's what I was on at my old place, and it was like five megabytes per second downloads. You know, you could download. Um, like when I bought GTA, it was living in that house, and it's like, oh, so wow, it's like 30 gig worth of games. That's fine. I downloaded when they brought out the instant game collection on the on PSN Plus, PS Plus. I downloaded 80 gigs worth of games in like a week. And that is unheard of for the majority of Australians. Whereas once the national broadband's out, you know, I think this digital distribution is really going to be 
um, it, you know, perfect for us. It's it's already yeah pushing. It, it's pushing at the boundaries. I think it's ready. The market's ready, but you're right. The infrastructure isn't. And uh, I guess I want to tentatively say, without trying to get too enamoured with nerd culture, that it is a case of tech savvy cultures, you know, being ahead of political mechanisms. Um, Please don't take that to be a, a, an over-glorification or celebration of nerd culture because it really isn't. But, you know, <laughs> at least there are things that we already want to take for granted or are taking for granted, you know what I mean, that people are still grasping to understand. So Yeah, like smartphones. <laughs> the number yeah. of people who are like, how the fuck do I use this stupid iPhone? Hmm. It's, it's a very interesting thing, though, Um just quickly on this, I remember when credit cards first came out in Australia, I think most of the banks just sent out a bank card to everyone. Like, that's it. If you had a bank account, you were given a bank uh, a credit card and it was really bizarre. So they went through this, this bizarre teething period where people got into credit problems and then got over it. So they had this good attitude of being very wary with your credit card details and credit card fraud, etc. And I know, again, sorry, I don't mean to delve into, you know, social media commentary, but people posting photos of their new Amex cards that just arrived. Like, that's fucking stupid. And young, <laughs> and young people are doing that. So they don't... Un- Who the fuck does that? Uh, people. It doesn't warrant any more attention because you, if you look into it, you will find it. And there's obviously there's all these people saying, oh, yeah, you're stupid. And people like jumping on bandwagons to point out stupid people. And that's a whole other anim- animal on its own. But that's a, a, an example of where... People who are semi-tech savvy, I don't want to, you know, without going too far into hardware philosophies, they're just, they're just not aware that, you know, you don't share images of everything and you don't share images of your credit card. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. Sorry, that's probably derailing the topic a little bit. <laughs> it's a pretty strong uh, yeah. topic too. So, we, uh, we don't want to go derailing it too much. <laughs> Oh, I, I just Googled. I just, wow, Google's a, a special guest on this fucking show. I, I just Googled idiots sharing their credit cards on social media. And the first article is people sharing photos of cards online are not idiots. So Yes, they are. So, it, yeah. Hey, man, because so there's someone them. out there willing to defend anyone. Yeah, that's true. That's a fucking funny ass thing, though. Yeah, <laughs> someone someone started a Twitter account and just compiled pictures of people's credit cards that they've shared on the internet, and then just just started fucking posting them on Twitter. <laughs> that is a great idea, oh, mate. but not because credit card fraud is bad. So, getting back to Ouya, um, yeah, are they actually going to retail it, or do you have to pledge ninety nine dollars now to guarantee you get a console? It's no, hard to it's, say. There's, there's different things on the um on the site on the right hand side. I was just having a quick look at them. Actually, it's um you know if you don't want to pledge the full amount, um then you can do increments. Basically, like it says, uh, if you pledge ten dollars uh, between ten and twenty five dollars, then you're basically reserving your username. Right. So yeah, that would indicate that they are going to retail it. Yeah, I would imagine so. Uh, I'm sure they'll probably have some kind of uh, distribution channels, like uh, even if it's just, you know, a, a whole bunch of, um, you know, online websites, mm. or obviously like, uh, you know, gaming sites and things like that, or even, um, you know, just 
high high tech savvy kind of sites, you know, that people will go to and you know buy their tablets and stuff normally. They'll probably have those options. Um, it also says, you know, if you pledge $25 to $95, um, you obviously you get your username plus a, um, a founder emblem. So when you do actually you know, get your console, then uh, you'll have that to log into. Mm. Uh, and there's a couple of there. They, they, they all offer more and more and more. Um, but you can pledge up to ten grand. Yeah, that's that's for the angel angel yeah. level um, and they invite you to dinner but uh <laughs> i tell you what one one thing that is the biggest what if That's and the biggest pause yeah. for me is the mention of free to play at all as a model mm. now i understand they want to offer everything for free every game you, sh- you they're going to want you, you know they want to offer a couple of levels or some part of the experience for free which is fine now if you can then purchase the game outright and then you own it and you can play it, that's also fine. But the whole, when you say that you're going to use free to play as a model, that is edging towards two things either subscription based play or subscription based gating and access or microtransactions. You know, is everyone going to be trying to make a game that exploits the living shit out of? you know, monetizing the audience. Like that that's a real mm. danger. Do that for three months and watch the public's reaction to it. You know what I mean? Um you know, World of Warcraft players and free to play online game players are not the entire population of game players. You know, there there are a very few um, amount of people who were willing to accept that. I mean, especially if everybody builds it into all of their games. Now, I understand that the developers of Ouya or the, the manufacturers of Ouya don't have control over that, but I just wonder how the devs are going to approach it. And and then what happens with uh, publishing? You know what I mean? Um, whether it's yeah. whether you'll get micro-publishers, maybe not someone as big as Activision, but you get people who are willing to throw capital behind manufacturing games for Ouya. What what are they going to be like, you know? It's interesting. It's very interesting. Hmm. Yeah. I, you would think more information will come out. They've got, um, you know, this would have been handy to look at before, but they've got actually a... Um, a question on here. I'm a blogger or journalist and I want to write more about what you're doing. Who can I talk to? So, yeah, we could have, you know, <laughs> asked yeah, these questions. Oh, there, yeah. There's plenty of reading to be done. I'm on Gamma Sutra at the moment and just reading some comments. Um, mm. A lot of developers have come out in support of it and I think we, we you know, the first, the first three months, six months, 12 months of its life will be very telling. I'm kind of tempted to to get one. Oh, I'm, happy, if, I'm happy to wait. If if you pledge ninety nine dollars, you get one, right? Plus twenty bucks for shipping, and then they say add thirty bucks if you want a second controller. It says here that ninety nine dollar bracket they are allowing for eighty thousand, so there's forty seven thousand remaining. Mm. So. Oh. Uh, yeah, that probably indicates that it won't actually retail for $99. That's just what you need to do to give them the capital to do it. And obviously, they have that already. And and then they'll be regulating you know, how many hardware units they can manufacture given the capital that they're given. Then what, if if and when it turns a profit, they'll maybe they'll uh, you know allow it for retail. But I'm happy to wait because, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm old school. Don't buy houses off the plan. Because yeah, you ain't seen it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. 
like I, I hope it's successful because you know me I, I want all platforms to succeed and competition is a very very good thing and it doesn't matter that I, I don't personally believe in iOS it still facilitated a great change of design philosophy so that, that that's a good thing anything that does that is a good thing mm. I'm, I'm just really interested to uh, you know get my hands on the actual controller it looks really nice it's uh it, it's not as round and you know i guess chubby looking as an xbox controller but it still looks like it'll have that same feel and yeah i reckon that'd be interesting well they said they're pretty far along with the design of it already they reckon um should be able to start shipping out boxes in March next year, which is only six, what well, you know, like six nine months away. And considering it's a hardware thing, you know, they've obviously been working on this for a while. You would think, right? Yeah, it's like when you commit to building an Xbox, etc. You you pick some point technologically where you fix. Um, the design specs like that Tegra 3 which I think it has Tegra 3 yeah. quad core 1 gig of RAM I mean in 6 months they'll have a faster processor but that's not the yeah. point the point is that's that that's the same as the HCC 1 yeah the point is that in 6 months time developers don't need to rewrite code as you were talking about you know just to suit new new hardware and, and new software platforms if there's a software update it's for everyone for developers and users both so Interesting, very interesting. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, it, like you say, it just opens it up um, you know, to the market again. Yeah. Uh, it it gives, hopefully, it gives people that um, you know have already made their money back off the games that they've developed, and then some. Hopefully, um, it, it gives them another option to at least let people experience things. I'll tell you something about what it would be good for and I'm still I guess a little bit cagey in how I respond to this particular issue if Uyu was already around if we just take for granted that it existed then Tim Schafer wouldn't have had to get a Kickstarter to build something for it do you know what I mean uh, like anyone mm. couldn't can fund a decent game on this platform yeah well it's like they say you can go back to the days of creating a game in your fucking bedroom yeah I guess that you mentioned Ben Britton Matt um if it's Luke, oh, sorry, did you look? Sorry, man. It's all right. You, you're, Take back. you all look the same. <laughs> oh, bad. Racist. Bad. I'm sorry. Um, Racist against Pingles. <laughs> Pinglist. <laughs> no. Um, if it's if it supports Unity, like I don't know whether Unity is on Unity 3D is on Android, but uh, this would certainly be a good reason to get that shit ported because uh yeah. yeah there's a lot of young upstarts using unity and it, it, unity is kind of on the dev side one of those things that's facilitated your bedroom programmer and uh, which is which has been a really positive thing mm, definitely and you know minecraft's going to be on it there you go on another console <laughs> <laughs> oh, apparently they've said if you make a good product we'll put minecraft on it we promise <laughs> So it's it's subjective. Yeah, I'm trying to, you know, get it installed on my mouse, you know, my actual mouse. <laughs> uh, I, you can just go out in your backyard and just throw dirt, piles of dirt at other piles of dirt and play it. 
and get someone to chase you around going. <laughs> Except I don't. Exactly. I don't think it'd be very healthy if they had a stick of dynamite in their hand. Yeah, or if their skin was all green, you'd probably need to ask questions. Yeah. Um, it also will have. Uh, this isn't really interesting. It'll have access to Twitch TV, which is like a a way to watch esports and stuff. But I suppose you can do that with any fucking. Well, I don't know if that's part of the Xbox and PS3 is um kind of media stuff, but they are, you know, leaning towards that kind of thing with being a media kind of box. It's interesting. This one seems like it's, you know, all about gaming and gamers, <clears throat> which is different. <laughs> That's a funny base. It's like, wow, it's funny for a games console to be just about gaming. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, so that's Ouya. We shall see. Yeah. What do you think, uh, listeners? Come and yeah. write to us. Visit the site. Yeah, speak up. Dear Lord, please. Yeah, check out the um, weird eyebrow of the chick in the video on the Kickstarter page and tell us what you yeah. think of her eyebrow. <laughs> Good idea. <laughs> I'm trying to wonder if she just like has a scar there or if she shaved it for some kind of gang sign. <laughs> A renegade game developing gang. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just part of like the. They're know, probably the worst types. <laughs> she wears she wears blue. I was waiting for her to pop out some uh, you know, sign with a with her digits, but it didn't happen. Yeah, you know, just flip a script or something. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> So, yeah, no, I kind of, um, yeah, it's interesting. If it works, it'll be awesome. Six to 12 like months. It, not not just if it works as a console. I mean, if it works as a as a thing in general. You know, if it gets a following of developers and it's decent. It kind of worries me that the specs for it are the same as my phone. Yeah, exactly. Like, it doesn't worry me I, at all, actually. Most phones are, like, as in almost all of them, unless you, as in Android phones, unless you root them, are running on that much fucking bloatware. Like, even before Optus and and 3Mobile, God forbid, you know, puts their fucking shitty proprietary apps on it that nobody mm. uses and you can't uninstall. Even, like, HTC put Sense on there, Samsung put their own firmware on there, and all of them are in some way wasteful. Like, oh, I'm running Sense and I don't mind, but... Um, Yes, it, it actually hampers the capacity of your phone. So this thing should be running Android, you know, some sort of core system for it that they will optimize. Um, and, yeah, and, and hopefully it won't be hampered by any of that crap. Yeah, yeah that would well, be good, actually. Yeah, They seem like a bunch of people who know what they're doing, judging by how they poked at a circuit board while I was watching the video muted. <laughs> they definitely they definitely look like they're in the know. This is a circuit board. I don't know what it does, but it's awesome. Give me Look money. at this little thing. It looks like a spider because it has legs, except there's more than eight. That's an I, integrated I was, I was imagining them place. looking at it going, wow, this thing goes in the box? Wow, that's weird. <laughs> what the fuck is that? <laughs> this is an Aruya. I pulled it out of my old VCR, but it looks awesome. Well, they're all staring at it going, Hey, you! What are you doing here? 
Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good place to end it. Is it? I don't know. Is how it? long have we been? How long have we been talking? Oh, about an hour. An hour. Yeah. Hour or so. Yeah. yeah. Um. Hey, you. What are you still doing here? <laughs> uh yeah fuck it um if you use guys actually before we go i'm just going to mention extra life because i think it's a good time to start pushing it again for those of you who don't know extra life is a, a charity event where you play video games for 24 hours to raise money for local hospitals and by local i mean the one australian hospital that is part of it but that's fine it's a children's hospital. They're all children's hospitals. And the one that we, as a group, will be playing games for, for 24 hours to raise money for, is the children's hospital at Westmead in Sydney. It's a leading children's hospital in Australia. And, uh, you know, kids with cancer is a fucked thing. So we try to do our part. And the way we do that is by raising money, by getting sponsors to p- people to sponsor us to play games for 24 hours. Because Could there be a better way to help? Yeah, it's a cool way to help. So basically, if you want to get in, get on board, I'm going to post an article or post a, something describing it better than post I'm stuttering right now. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, check out that or you can just go straight to the page for our team, which is extra-life.org forward slash team forward slash dbg. And uh, I've set our goal for this year. It, okay, it, I probably should say when it happens. It's October 20th, so we've got three months and two days as of recording to prepare. And, uh, you know, we won't have an Uya to play, but we will next year, so just relax. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, the goal I've set for us is 1500 bucks to raise. We had a goal of 1000 last year, and we made it to 952 but uh, I'm I'm confident that we can smash out 1500 and if we reach it, I can always increase it. So what I need you listeners to do is to go to that site, sign up, join us, start telling your family and friends about it. Uh, you'll get a direct link to your own participant page where people can donate to help you. And uh, yeah, hopefully we can help some sick kids. So get on board. Good idea. Absolutely. When is it? Sorry? October 20th okay. it'll be, so in three months basically. But I, I feel like this is a good time to start telling people yeah. about it so you can you know, start telling people and trying to – I just want to recruit a big team or, you know, you know if, we, if we got our team to 10 people, I'd probably be in my pants because <laughs> <laughs> we had three last year. <laughs> well, so. I'll I'll see what I can do about that. I don't know whether I could actually game for twenty four hours, but fuck it, give it a shot. Well, the best thing, the good thing about it is that they are like. I don't want to suggest this because I'm going to be on for twenty four hours, so you fuckers better be fucking feeling the pain like I am. <laughs> but um, they they say if you can't do it that day, you can always do it the next weekend if you're busy on the October the twentieth. Which uh, you know, we had. Um, I had a wedding and then EB Expo last year, two weekends in a row. So the the wedding was on the weekend of the thing and then EB Expo was the weekend after, so I ended up doing it the next one. You just but like gaming hardcore, bro. You could just do, um, you know, 
eight hours here, eight hours there or whatever, as long as you make up the 24 hours, you know, who gives a fuck if you do it all in a row? You're making money for sick kids. Yep. So, yeah. Uh, if you want to participate, please go to that site, extra-life.org forward slash team forward slash DBG and join us and tell your family and friends to get on board. It would be a pleasure to game with yous, whatnot. <laughs> And it's definitely easier when you've got a group. That's a you know, a given, really. Um, I mean, what I did was I got up at, I think, 3 o'clock in the morning um, and started at that point. And, yeah, you know, normally, normally you'd start at 8 a.m., but like I said, it's pretty flexible because mm. there's no one there with a gun at your head. You know, we're just trying to make it do a good thing for people. Yeah, I I put my gun to a lot of locusts' heads, but uh, that was about it. Yeah, so uh, you got up at three and and were playing, and then. Yeah, yeah, I I just put the headphones on and played until the kids got up, and then I turned off the games that I was playing then and played the Wii with the kids for a while, and you know, we we mucked around and you know, did the I don't know had some fun with the kids during the day, which was a novelty because. Yeah, I get uh, if if you've got a family and kids and things, it's probably the last on the list of priorities is to sit down and play computer games with them for long periods of time. Um, but it really gave me that option, and I, it felt really good as well at the same time to know that I was raising money for kids that were sick, and you know having the ability to to play games with my kids, and yeah, you know, it was fun. I had a really good day. And I did actually make it until three o'clock on the next morning, and yeah, then uh, I, I, I think feel I, like that's the easy option, getting up earlier. Yeah, it is. I I started at eight, and uh, I had my, my mate Corey and his girlfriend. They came over uh, at about I guess lunchtime or something. So I, you know, I had a stack of games, played all of them. And then these guys rocked up, played a bunch. I actually played through what was it? Assassin's Creed Brotherhood. Yeah, that's right. Played through the whole game. Holy fuck. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, they stayed up with me until, you know, it gets tough around the 5 a.m. mark the next day. Especially, <laughs> yeah, you know, once, you know, I used to be able to do that with World of Warcraft, no dramas. But these days I'm a bit older, a bit fatter. <laughs> <laughs> Less energy. So 5 a.m. rocks around, it gets tough. And then, yeah. Ended up getting to eight, and then I was like, fuck yeah, we made it. And then I was like, well, I'm up. Might as well play some of these Steam games that I've got that I never fucking play. <laughs> and then I fell asleep on the couch showing Corey and his girlfriend infamous Festival of Blood. And they were like, oi, wake up. <laughs> I was like, oh, like I should probably go to bed. So, yeah, have fun times like that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Actually, this year I'm definitely going to be playing more online multiplayer, so... I would love for people to get on board and, and play some games with me. So, yeah. Cool. That will do us for this episode. If you would like to email us to discuss the Ouya, Extra Life, uh, Steam, um, anything else that we talked about, <laughs> email us at podcast.tropbeargaming.com or comment on the website or tweet us or Facebook like page us. <laughs> Uh, thank you for joining us for this long yeah hell yeah thank you (laughs) yeah and uh, until next time thank you and goodbye goodbye